0: Hello, welcome to another episode of After The Whistle. I'm joined as always by Moose and Donald, and we have a great show lined up for you this week. If you guys haven't already, make sure to check out our top TV every week. We had a TRR ladies come through, and we start by the air ash- show, the other room. It was great, and we all had a blast. Moose, Donald, how's you guys week been?
1: Oh, it's been a great week, fam.
0: How are yourself, Moose? It's good. It's been good. Moose, uh, you've been meaning to share some pre-draft talk with our listeners.
2: Yeah, so I mean we've had a lot of messages from listeners who say like, you know, they're trying to get into basketball, they're trying to get into the NBA, but you know, there's a few things they've been seeing in the news that it gets confusing. They, yeah, it just gets so confusing that they know nothing about. So if we could if we could be of some help. And I was like, Okay, fine. I mean anything anything for our listeners. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Knowledge is knowledge is power, I guess.
0: Not to catch you, but I drew like, an easy way to get into sports, I realized for me personally, has is video games sometimes. Sometimes just by getting a game, playing it, and understanding
2: the rules and mechanics. Video games are the best way to get into sports. Get clearly. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. even there was a time when um, they were talking about uh, football players, and they realized that football players who played like the Madden games. They had seen certain plays like simulated so many times they even can they it. can recollect plays even better than you know some like seasoned coaches and players because a good, what, good what, exactly what you have is you set the play and you see it happen right in front of your eyes you, uh, like as opposed to having a group of human beings like. <coughs> You know, recreated. You're seeing it happen. So they realized that some of these players who were like avid gamers were able to recollect plays, Yeah, you understand, better than those who weren't. So, yeah, you know, video games really are, because then... I mean, up to a certain point, you get the rules. Because yeah. you see what's a foul, you see what isn't, you see what you're supposed to do. Like, yep. Video games really are there. there. But, I mean, not everybody. I mean, you have to buy the that game. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, you exactly, man. Not everyone has a system. PS4 and Xbox One. You yeah. exactly. Not everybody has
0: for the game part. itself. Yeah, just no, to lay some dumb rules, man.
2: Yeah, because I know there are some sports that video games really help me out as far as the rules go. That's,
1: that's yeah. true. That's very for true. Sure. So
2: yeah, video games do work. But if you don't have video games, hey... Good old Moose is here yeah. to help out so, Yeah
1: there you go Yeah So go some
2: on. guys were talking You know We had some messages And some people were like They're hearing this thing about The NBA draft NBA draft this NBA draft that. Mm-hmm. Like Why are people excited They so people like Excited that somebody Got the number one pick mm-hmm. And you know People were celebrating On Twitter And social media And like Even so, the guys
0: who got The number two pick Were celebrating as well Yeah
2: so you know <laughs> what, what is the draft You know So what happens as well so what the NBA does is, when uh, players become eligible to play for the NBA, which is usually like populated by um, guys who are coming in from college., yep. yes, they, they have a selection process, which is called the NBA draft. So what happens? The NBA draft is where teams get to select a player and offer that player a contract. How do how does this draft come about? How is draft order determined? Well, what happens is during the season, you know, there are 30 teams in the NBA. Yep. So what happens is the top, it's two divisions, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. So you have um, eight teams from each conference going into the playoffs. So if you take out those... Eight teams So that's the best teams From each conference Yeah the eight best teams The eight teams With the best records In each conference Get to go to the playoffs And they are seeded The guy with the best record In the East Gets the number one seed In the East The guy with the eighth Best record in the East Gets the number eight seed And the same thing happens In the Western Conference So if you take away The playoff teams That's 16 teams You get 14 teams left So what happens is There is a draft order For who gets to select first and the teams, the 14 teams left with the worst record in the NBA Go into a lottery, just like any other lottery mm-hmm. Just like your, your usual like lotto got It's not, a lottery yeah. Got you get lottery, man Yeah, got a lottery, just take your odds So the team with the worst record has the best odds of getting the first pick yeah. So they do the lottery and then that's how you get the order of the teams So let's just say Everything just goes to plan and the worst team gets the number one pick. The second worst team gets the number two pick. The, You know, the third worst team gets the number three pick. Fine. So getting the number one pick just means you get to select first. So let's just say of all the people who are entering the draft, who want to be in the NBA, who are going to be rookies for next year, there's one guy who's really, really good. You get the chance to pick that guy mm-hmm. over everybody else and offer him a contract. I mean, imagine... LeBron James, when he came into the draft, I mean, everybody wanted the number one pick to pick him, and Cleveland got him, and I mean, they had some great years out of it. I mean, he left Cleveland for Miami for <laughs> a while, but yeah, but I mean, he's back and he's won them a championship, yeah. you Northern know. Land, so right, <laughs> I mean, think about some great number one picks over the years. I mean, Tim Duncan was the number one pick, Anthony Davis, Davis is, was yeah. a number one pick, even number two picks. Uh, Kevin Durant was a number two pick. So I mean. You realize that the earlier you get to pick The better players are available for you to pick I mean if you get to pick last That just means you're left with Sorry to say to the players left there But you get to pick like the bottom of the barrel You know you get to pick And that's why
0: players like Draymond are so rare Because to fall that low And actually become such a More than a serviceable serviceable NBA player That's damn impressive
2: But that just shows that teams also get it wrong So every team has their pick but they don't know what order it is. So for every season, every team has one pick in the first round and another pick in the second round. So it means there's a maximum of 60 players that can be selected. So going into the season, the picks are also assets that the teams have. So the teams can actually trade their picks to other people without knowing where the pick is going to end up. So picks can be added to trades for players. Recently, even picks were traded for coaches. Yeah, yeah, so picks are assets that teams can also trade just like players. So that's how come it gets confusing where you realize that a team has a pick and then like they transfer that, the pick is that to time another frame team
1: within which this can be done.
2: A time frame, well, yeah. you can trade your pick from a certain year. Let's say you are the Boston Celtics, right? You can trade your 2020 pick. To maybe I don't know The Cleveland Cavaliers Mm -hmm. Right So which means In 2020 If you trade a pick now Which means No matter where the pick Ends up In 2020 Your pick Is transferred to... to them Yeah So if they keep Your pick plus their pick Which means They might get what Three selections in the draft Yeah Yeah so That's how it happens So In this year's draft There are some really Well As far as the scouts go There are some really good players That some people want And you can ask yourself... Well, the Celtics got the number one pick. And you ask yourself... How did the Celtics get the number one pick if... You know... I mean, they were were the number one seed in the East. Well, they got it because... That's the Brooklyn pick. They traded... When they traded um, their players... That was... um, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce... To the Brooklyn Nets. They got some picks. And one of them is now the number one pick in the 2017 draft. To be fair to the Nets...
0: they didn't think they'll still be this bad <coughs> by this time.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Nets traded for them, thinking that those players would help them become contenders, and that this pick would be worthless, yeah. and that these picks would be worthless. Exactly. So it was so a gamble on it. It was went. a gamble on the Brooklyn GMs, part the general manager is—they are the people involved in you know putting together a team. Really they indeed. trade players, they trade picks. I mean, you have a general manager, and then you have the coach. The coach just coaches the players that the general manager gets in. I'm sure he has some input, but the general manager is the guy that's involved in this sort of thing. So, so that's what happened. The draft lottery happened. I think a week ago, the Celtics went number one, the Lakers went number two. I think the Sixers had the third pick. Mm-hmm. And that's the process.
0: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about four, through to ten. I think the I remember. I think uh, Sacramento has fifth pick or something. We had really, have
2: two picks in the in the in the, in the first round yeah, because they had really, a pick yeah. swap. The Lakers might swap with them or something. Yeah, they had a pick swap. We I mean, are definitely no. We definitely no swapping your number two pick for a number seven. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. So I mean, we have some well transformational players coming into the NBA. You have guys whose names really? have been called out. You have guys like a Markel Faults, Alonzo Ball. Transformational. I Jack. feel like.
0: I mean like you said You mentioned Duncan You mentioned LeBron I feel like these were players Coming in People knew like Yo This guy is just going to be Something else Like this guy is just
1: But you don't get that From these guys No that's true These are one
2: in a generation Players But you also have to ask yourself These guys are going to be good I mean someone like (laughs) Kevin Durant Someone like Kevin Durant He's an MVP Caliber player In the NBA He was the number two pick There wasn't much fanfare
0: No, No that's unfair The problem with Durant was Everybody was like, yeah, he's scoring in college. But the problem was he's too skinny. Would that be a factor? I remember that was a huge factor. When he gets into an NBA, people are bigger and larger. And all Durant proved was like, hey, I can still hack it. So, yes, it was like this guy could be a great scorer. But but there was a question mark.
2: There was a question mark. But my point is he has still turned into a transformational player. He is a top five NBA player.
0: I agree. And you you feel you, you feel confident saying that were well, any of the kids in the top five? No,
2: I'm not. I'm not going to make that prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I I'm going to say is, you want to pick early, so that you get a better player, yeah. chance yeah. Some teams, that. some teams. I mean, some teams are so clever that they do proper evaluations of the players to the point where they're able to pick players that everybody, you know, everybody passes upon. Spurs man, and then they end <coughs> up with a the, and they end up with a really good player. They, a team like the Spurs, I don't think the Spurs so much as pick the better player. But they have a system in place to develop whatever player they get. So whoever gets in, so
0: they look they look straight
2: into a developmental process. Part of that also has to be the player
0: that is going to fit into whatever your development. Ex- no, but
2: you is. have to. That's what I'm saying. You have to. That's why you have to do. A proper evaluation of the players coming in, so that you get it right. You understand? The the more information you have, the you know, the easier it is to make the right decision You can't get the decision wrong I mean, sometimes you get it wrong Because of factors that are outside, outside of, of, your, of your control You know, outside yeah. of your control Injuries player, you know, you know a player
0: quitting This, I mean, this may be me carrying my bias from football towards basketball But honestly, I feel like for most of these clubs The amount of research you do on a the player They probably get better scouting and reports but I feel like you just open a football manager <laughs> and FIFA stats and these guys are literally going off that. <laughs> we need a pacey winger. Right, yeah, yeah, let's get this. Get, and I feel like a basketball. Because you know, maybe, hey, front office doesn't have that much time to scout all these players. So at some point, they're going to trust somebody else to come up with the information and data and go like, okay, we are going with what this person said and we are going to add our information to it.
2: No, but I mean, we live. No, we live in a in a world where there's lots of video. I mean, people have videos. Video, from that's dangerous. Their, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, people have video from their you know their grade school days playing basketball. Yeah. Like if you're looking for a video, if you want to scout people, I mean, I heard a scout say, right now instead of it being a one year process, it's actually a three four year process. That's why people prefer to pick players from the United States because some of them have been, you know, highly touted players from when they were, you know, high schoolers, from when they were, you know, even in grade school. So they've been following some of these guys for so many years and watching their progression. So you have the opportunity to go out and, you know, get a proper evaluation. And when it gets to the time of the draft, you can call the players in to your organization and interview them, you know, speak to them, find out what type of people they are. So, but you see, the whole point is, if you do all this, it's still it's still a competitive industry. It's still comparative. Even if you get it right, if someone gets it right more than you, then the person did it better than you. If someone, there's still there's still the element of luck. They're still doing it better than someone mm-hmm. else did. Yeah. But the whole point is, you'd rather draft earlier yeah, than yeah, someone yeah. else. You know, and I mean, sometimes everybody gets it wrong. I mean, um, Jimmy Butler was a very low. He was, he was a second round pick Isaiah Thomas Who was the fifth Highest scorer in the NBA this year Was The last pick In his draft yeah. He was picked last He was picked number 60 The last pick of the second round So you know sometimes People miss out on who the good players are But sometimes So I feel like There are a lot of, you know, qualitative factors that go in. Maybe being picked last was the motivation that made him a better player that helped him develop his game to this point because he's always had a chip on his shoulder for the fact that people passed upon him. And if you listen to someone like Draymond, you can tell that that's motivation because he remembers everybody that was picked ahead of him. He's able to name Every single player That was picked ahead of him In the draft
0: Draymond reminds me of uh, Aya Stack <laughs> Just going through Through the list Yeah Cersei The Hound Before he goes to bed, Wrestling off the list of players That went ahead of him To get his revenge on But fair play to Draymond man. Like Guy's are annoying as hell But if he was on
2: my team I'd probably love You him know to you'd get... rather have him On your team yeah. Because I mean You feel like the Golden State Warriors need a heel. They need a bad guy. You know, they need someone to motivate them. They need a they need a spark plug. And he is that guy. You know, he's the guy that can go out and guard the other team's best player. You know, get in the head of and and get in his head, you know, and make his make his game throw his game game off you know and then every team needs that guy because you feel like if you take Draymond out to the Golden State Warriors nothing against them but then they become a bit of a soft team and if you're going up against some of these big bad teams in the NBA with some of these big bad guys man if they can get under your skin they can just throw your whole game off so you need a guy like Draymond so I feel like he's the glue that makes the Golden State Warriors tick and just like clockwork for the third time We have the same final Same final Yeah Golden State Warriors Versus the Cleveland Cavaliers I think in
1: the back of people's minds Everyone knew that You know This was most likely Going to happen again
2: Well I don't think Celtics fans Felt that way I mean they, 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 They were
1: They were number one In the east You know yeah. So we're gonna make
2: it to the NBA finals. I'm not even gonna let you ruin that. banner number. I don't know <laughs> 18. Right. 18. Number. You kn- But you see, you know, let me know tell, you something. That let very me tell well. you something. Let me tell you something you know funny you know about Celtics well. fans. Oh, Michael, after 1974, <laughs> they've only won one championship. <laughs> that sucks, man. Because think about it <laughs> like you could have you been a fan of any other team that's won a championship. In the last 20 years And you've seen You've probably seen More championships Than a Boston Celtics fan has Wow That's yeah. rough That's yeah. rough I also In, a, in about chance. 40
0: years I also take my chances with the, with, with, with the greens I also bleed with them Try
2: Facts are facts man So yeah So that's just That's just what the draft is You know They want to select first They want to select Earlier than everybody else So that they can get To the better players first I mean imagine like football Imagine a football right they brought in, like, your teams wanted to sign players, and then they'll bring in Lionel Messi, they'll bring in Griezmann, they'll bring in um, uh, Garrett Bale, they'll bring in, you know, all, all these other guys and say, okay, we have an order. So whoever goes first gets to pick one of these guys first. I mean what would you what would you want? You'd want your team yeah, to to get yeah, to pick first yeah. so that would so go you would go straight would pick, for yeah. I don't know, I guess you'd Messi go straight for Lionel someone. Messi. Yeah. yeah. You would go straight for so Lionel Messi. Yeah. Messi man. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how it works in the NBA. When, when when you get the higher pick, you get to pick before someone else and then, like mm. you get you get your pick of the players.
1: Everybody would want to get ahead of the line. Yeah,
2: everybody would want to get ahead of the line, yeah. So, Donald, who are some of your favorite players in the NBA this year?
1: Oh, this year. Um, I would say LeBron. LeBron has been. LeBron has been master for me. <laughs>
0: why, why is LeBron no longer a valid answer? <laughs> no,
1: I mean, no. LeBron, LeBron like, is your fav- for what's me. What's your favorite ice cream? I mean, I guess I, I know that, yeah, LeBron is vanilla. like. A, it's an easy name to go to, but. I just think that he's impressive because... I mean, we're talking about a legend here. You know, this is someone who is constantly being questioned. Like, you know, can he really rise up to the heights that we all expect of him, you know? And this guy keeps coming at it every time. And I feel like, honestly, he's kind of... Do we think he has reached that... Do we think he has reached that level where you feel like, okay... MJ, you know what? Someone is about to touch you, you know? Someone is really about to, like... Really, you know. I mean, as far as some people are
2: concerned, he surpassed MJ. Yeah, I don't like. I I never like because we have to be honest with the fact that there are certain records LeBron has set that might never be broken. I feel like we are really lucky right now. I don't
0: know MJ has certain records that LeBron can't touch. When you final appearances, final wins. MJ almost always wins whenever he's appeared in the final.
2: But that's not a record. That doesn't count. It I would does. rather know. Listen, I respect you see, it's a team game. You see, you talk as if MJ won these things on. I'm not trying to be a bronze sexual right now, mm. which is the uh, you know the prerogative name given to LeBron fans on yeah. social media. How, but, however you identify yourself. But however, <laughs> yeah, however, however you want to you want to speak it. But I mean you can't just say because someone won six times and won six times he has a better record than someone that went maybe no, twelve actually, times and won six times. Also, also you should consider rules. I think uh, Lebr- LeBron himself
0: came out earlier and said that well, he he's considered, a passer. He, he considers himself, as a, himself a passer. Yeah, as but he, he make, has
2: beaten Jordan's
0: yeah. scoring record. Yeah, but you see, that's a completely different mindset to someone like Jordan or Kobe, whose first instinct is I'm going to try and get majority of my team's points. So that just shows. So this just plays into LeBron being a great player. No one this is that. a positive for LeBron. No, no, I'm, I'm not doubting or discounting that. All I'm just saying is entirely possible to have players be that good, and not have to always compare them to each other and say who is the
2: best. Why no, but it? these, but these, but this is this is this is if, um, this is a boost, vital but, part
1: of sports. No, comparison. Fan, enough, among fans the fans. Yeah, fans. Fans will make comparisons. Fans f- thrive on comparisons. I, I feel like I feel like if we are maybe the luckiest that, generation in sports because we are seeing generational
2: talent that we are taking for granted that. Maybe we might not see again It's it's crazy But think about it There are certain records That right. we are seeing Getting broken yeah. That haven't been broken In decades but honestly I mean we have We have the Venus sister. We have Venus And Serena Williams yeah. The Williams sisters I mean we have Lionel Messi We have Cristiano Ronaldo We had Ronaldinho You know now We have LeBron James We had Kobe Bryant I you know, mean You know there are certain honestly, Errors in sports yeah. Where people come People do well But you know, they don't really. You still see an old name up in the record mm. books, and you're like, "Who was this guy? When did he play?" And nobody yeah. touches them. But
1: speaking about the fan thing, I feel like, like amongst fans, everything we do is dominated by comparison. Like, yes, then that's just it. We will compare. Yeah, we will compare. We will, we will compare. We thrive on that, actually, we, yeah, because that's do. that's that's what we can mostly do because whatever the club does, we are not directly involved per se. So all we can do is sit back and say, yeah, you know, we have a better player than you, or we have a better, our club is run better than you or whatever. You understand? I don't know. They, sometimes if you know that, yeah, this is petty and unnecessary, but hey, it is what it is.
0: Um. So before we wrap up this episode, Amus, Um you mentioned the draft. Uh, any exciting picks that our listeners should look forward to? These generational talents That you speak so highly of
2: Oh no I, 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 You can check the tape I didn't say generational <laughs> talents I said Some Some Scouts seem to think These guys are Transformational players But you see At the end of the day These are the same players Who are going to be playing In the NBA For years you know, these are the guys who've had the most training to the NBA players. And, so, and of it, course, there are going to be a few that are going to good, be good. And, and be you'd fair, rather have
0: them. And to be fair to these guys, these are still very much kids, like 18, 19, year olds They're 19 getting years They're year old the NBA far earlier, better facilities, better overall system. It's entirely plausible that in the next five years, given how the NBA is switching, like what? It's not fully positionless, but it's getting there these players will now probably they can become for the generational whatever superstar uh, no, they Moose. will
2: be I mean Moose players from it's players possible. from
0: so own it Moose
2: no I'm not owning it no caveat just go full full head on no, <laughs> no you, are the, you are the one saying this I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying either. these are the say they are going to be playing with these are the guys who are going to be in the NBA and some of them are going to be the best players in the NBA because they are going to be playing against players around them yeah so you know, it's all about having the better comparative talent. The guys who are better than the other guys. Yeah. And you're you're in a good place. You know, what I mean, we think about other number one picks. I mean you look at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was a number one pick. Right? Um, Anthony Davis was a number one pick. I mean we have Carl Anthony Towns who's actually doing some great work in you know in uh, Well Towns in is Minnesota. A
0: one. Some most some feel disappointed by his Defensive?
2: No, he's a he's a good defender. Yeah, I don't think Towns is a great defender. Yeah, Towns is a great defender. I don't think you've watched him much. If you say he's not, yeah. <laughs> Towns is a great defender. Yeah.
0: yeah. How How's many
2: it? wins did he help his team to? Come on, you can't you can't just you can't just correlate one man's defense to his team's wins. Okay. So that's I mean No Do you want to do that? Well if he's a No do you want to do that? No do you want to do that? <laughs> no. I'm just asking a he's question Why? you, out. Are you trying, I'm calling you out right now yeah. Are you trying to correlate One man's defense To his team's wins? Because let me tell you something Some of the best defenders In the NBA Snuck into the playoffs What do you mean Snuck into the playoffs? They snuck into the playoffs They were 8 seeds Jimmy Butler was an 8 seed <coughs> Well, so I'm sorry,
0: some of the best defenders snuck into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, they snuck into the playoffs.
1: The defensive teams.
2: No, some of the best on ball defenders. You say you are trying to correlate his individual defense My counter, my counter to that would be His Kawhi His individual defense No, because Kawhi plays for the San Antonio Spurs They are not only a great defensive team They are also a great offensive team yeah, You but also Ka- a lot Kawhi is also, Kawhi, also a damn good individual defender He's like, a damn good individual best. defender Who's Drummond playing in a team with a great defender Yeah, Draymond the Warriors is a damn good defender But you are not going to correlate uh, one individual's defense And who's actually Let's just so, say Who's actually only so a second year so player
0: the, So the point here is that Townsend Is good but the rest of the team sucks
2: The rest of the team does suck The rest of the team is young It's a very young team and, And you can't really That's the thing You need experience To go over the hump We've seen it all the time There are lots of young teams In the NBA That play great basketball But still can't win We have the same situation In Denver You know where Individually the players Are really talented But they have to bring it together To win games So I feel like That's an unfair knock To put on him Because I mean You look at I mean, it's not—it's not a one-man game. Like you said, it's not—it's not a one-man game. We had—we have an MVP candidate, someone who's probably <laughs> going to win MVP, who barely made the playoffs. I mean, individually, he was probably a smidge <laughs> above everyone else, but he rarely made the playoffs because it's a team game. Yeah. I mean, you can't do everything yourself. Towns still has enough time to. He still has like, enough build time up to enough build up offensive a, output. Exactly yeah. enough for injuries. Yeah. I mean, if he sticks to his game, because think about it. You just, just stick to your game. Kyrie was putting up numbers in, in, in Cleveland, Before and they weren't the making the playoffs. They had a poor losing record. You know, like, you can only do what you can do till you have a team that can take you over the edge. So, yeah. I mean, this is a sidetrack, but do you feel like well, Kyrie can lead a team to playoffs? That's why you have to make the point That you need a group of players okay, okay, Kyrie is important To a championship team Kyrie is great as a closer On a championship team Kyrie is great as a second option Okay, You understand? Because he's someone that can come in And just go red hot Give you points when you need to Because LeBron says He's not a scorer <laughs> he puts up big numbers, but you know his first instinct isn't to score. So he's scoring needs a points,
0: but I really don't score points,
2: though. <laughs> I mean, fair play to him. Guys, fair play guys, to guys him, man. He's, 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 a, he's a genius. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, he's the best player I have watched. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go there, yeah.
0: yeah. saying I don't think I've seen much of Joy. It's all his highlight reels at this point. But I cut you of moves, you're talking about the drafts, the picks to keep an eye out for.
2: Yeah, the picks to keep an eye out for. So there's, rappers, so there's, yeah. yeah so. so there's lots of talk about. Um, a guy who played in Washington called Markel Foltz. I thought you were going to go with ball first. He's a six he's a <laughs> impressive He's a six foot is, six is, foot five point guard who can play a bit of scoring guard. His main skills are he's just an you know, off the block scorer. Creating a pick and roll NBA defense. That's pretty much what That's pretty much what his game is predicated around. And they feel like he's tailor-made for the NBA. He's someone who can just come in and get you points.
0: Most of the comparisons I've seen has uh, likened him to Harden in terms of his scoring ability.
2: Harden, uh, bits of Damian Lillard here and there. So, yeah, that's, that's usually the comparison. But, you know, some of these guys, you have to understand that it's very rare to have a rookie come in and just have that much of an impact have an impact you know usually rookies are actually even below average level when they come the ups it's it's what do you call it it's it the upside is in their potential they are not as good now but with training they can be some of the best players so you just want to get them so it would be unfair to expect too much of him but he looks like he has the tools to make a great career for himself and then behind him as well, I I feel like you can't run away from this guy's dad. <laughs> you know, this we have Lonzo Ball, who's this amazing pass-first point guard out of UCLA. Honestly, just, it
1: was funny at first sometimes, but then I feel like now it's just too much to be honest. Like
2: you're tired of Laval yeah, Ball. Yeah, I mean, but that's I'm tired, man. I've listened to him enough to know that he he's loving it. Oh yeah, yeah, he's going to yeah. Stop where Yeah, he obviously, like when stop. you
1: see him, when you see him, you know. In full flights, you know that this is a guy who's enjoying what he's doing. He's you understand? Doing. There's nothing that you can say to phase him. Like he's just going to keep doing him. Simple yeah. as so. Yeah. So
2: back to his son Lonzo. I guess the NBA comparisons would be, I would say Penny Hardaway, Jason Kidd, and some people want to stretch it That's as it. far as Magic Johnson, which I feel is situation. a bit too much. Even with the kid, I mean. Yeah, May- that's what I
1: was gonna say. I was gonna say even with Kidd, like that's maybe I'm, like, maybe, oh, I'm just, huge, maybe I'm just that's hit seen, huge. Maybe I'm just huge. You no, know, but you see,
2: you have to understand that Jason Kidd also came into the NBA as a rookie and wasn't the Jason Kidd who was going to the finals with the Nets mm-hmm. year after year. He didn't become that guy overnight. Yeah. So he looks like his skill set could translate into being a Jason Kidd type player.
0: Mm-hmm. But here's here's a problem I have admitted I've admitted I've admitted this to you in private I really don't watch much college basketball when the draft comes then I just load up all I can find out and I just watch the draft gets picked the players get picked my understanding of the boss situation is he still doesn't have a go-to offensive move as in he doesn't have a move that you know he drives with the basket and outside shot. Is he good at three point shots? No, not really.
2: No, he actually. I I feel like he actually is because of well, all his the three point shots of all the players going into the draft, he's he's the most efficient scorer. Even yeah, with of that, all the guards,
0: even with that, everybody who's watched him take. The, everyone claims that his mechanism is just flat. His mechanics wrong.
2: mechanics can be fixed. Steph Curry, going into high school, used to shoot from the hip. Okay, so, so that's, that's where you are going. I with. I mean, no, like. <laughs> You have to understand these are what scouts are saying. You get what I'm saying? No, he used to no he used to shoot from the hip. You get what I'm saying? To get to to, to get enough force to throw the ball in. So you know these things can be fixed. I mean scoring is pretty much hand eye coordination. Mechanics can be fixed. You have a working shot that you will tweak for the NBA the one, yeah. you will tweak it to work in the NBA because people people don't notice a lot of guys coming from college and they have to fix their releases they have to release the ball faster because NBA players are bigger and longer they have to release the ball higher so even, they have to change the way they shoot from when they were in college even
0: during off seasons like players go come back and it's like a whole different
2: yeah jump it's shot. like a whole different jump shot so i mean you have to look at he's scoring He's scoring in college so you know you start from there and I mean the guy can pass And to be honest We haven't really seen A point guard Who's come into the NBA In quite a while Whose like Main skill was passing Outside of someone like Ricky Rubio And Ricky Rubio has made like Even though He doesn't have a jumper He's made a really good career For himself but Rubio plays Damn
0: good defense though
2: Rubio plays damn good defense because Rubio is taught to play deep. No, but Rubio came into the league without a defensive game. When he came into the league, he wasn't a good defender. Fair enough. He wasn't, like, not to knock on these Europeans, but, you know, I mean, his job as a point guard was to distribute. And Ricky Rubio didn't have a jumper. I feel like Lonzo Ball is coming into the NBA as a better shooter than Ricky Rubio is. Even right now,
0: I mean, he is projected. The Lakers are projected to pick him, and
2: uh, I mean, Rondo never really got the shooting got the down. shooting part down, but he did make a pretty good career for himself. No, but again,
0: Rondo just has something that Chris Paul in certain point guys just seem to. He understood the game. I don't know if that can be said for ball. But then again, you mentioned that you say that well, he's a damn good passing. So maybe he might be seeing things on the course he that might be, that Yeah, players he has great
2: court vision. Great. So if he know. has if he has a high great IQ, that, IQ might, yeah. that might that pan so, out for him. So that might pan out for him. I mean, we're just talking about the players who are projected to go earlier. That you have guys like Josh Jackson, <coughs> you know, who's a six foot eight forward out of Kansas, you know. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to make a king. Comparison, but let's say light—a very light, very light, very light version of him. I mean, he can't really <laughs> score. I mean, he has—he has—he—he's—he's he's an okay passer. He projects to be a good defender. You know, you—you you can go back. This is a this is a point guard heavy draft. You have some really good point guard who, in different drafts, could have gone number one. And yeah. you have Dennis Smith Jr., who's just like, you know, your stereotypical score first point guard. He's your Derrick Rose. You know, Derrick Rose, Damian Lillard, comparison. You have you have De'Aaron Fox, who's also a point guard. Like, who, I mean, he's a great defender. He's a great floor general. He can shoot. Yeah. But people still want him. People still projecting him because they are looking at him and they are seeing, you know, what this guy could be John into. Wall. Yeah, You know, this guy could be John Wall. You know, so, I mean, you're looking at the players and you're looking at potential. So this looks like the kind of draft. And there are some sleepers in the draft. Like, this is the type of draft where... Some people, I feel like some people are going to pick from 15 to 30 and and have cornerstones of their franchises. I'm willing to go on record to say that because there are some players who kind of didn't get the chance to show their game as well in college. And if teams are able to take, you know, bring them in and have a closer look at them, might be surprised at how good some of these guys are. Because think about it, man. Giannis Antetokounmpo went like, you know, Middle of the draft, man. Even even the Celtics passed up on him after going to visit him in Europe. You know, you have um, you have the stipel tower, Rudy Gobert, who went number twenty seven yeah in the draft because you know, people are always wary of European. these European talents and feel like they might take too long to adapt people to people gained
0: by other European picks. But then again the bad ones tend to stick out more.
2: Yeah, so right now, everybody is trying to go to Europe. I mean, you have Frank and Tilikina and everybody's like, hey, Frank, Frank, Frank. Like, you know, right now, everybody's like, you know what, we want to be the guy that drafts the and next Giannis. We want to be the team that drafts, you know, the next Rudy Gobert. But hey, I mean... It so? Is it Sarich or whatever his name is as well? <laughs> I mean, you take your chances. So I guess, hey, I could go on and on. That's just, that's just what I do, but,
0: nah, but it's this a great was- draft.
2: This was a special episode
0: for, you know, uh, like Moose said, we got a lot of questions coming in asking us about the whole draft process. We are listeners who want to show up about the whole basketball process. So we figured why not just devote a single episode to just, you know, expanding upon these questions a little bit more. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter, GCRATW on Instagram and Facebook. The username is as the Gold Coast Report. You can send us an email at after the whistle at thegoldcoastreport.com. Um, make sure to check out our other, our sister podcast shows on the GCR network. Uh, free your mind and uh, sister sister the podcast. other rooms. For myself, Donald Moose. It's been great. Yeah. If, guys. If, if
2: you have like a player who you think, you know, might be <laughs>
0: the
2: next big the perfect, thing the perfect fit for your team or a player you think might be the next big thing in the NBA you can just shoot us a message you know G-T- Yeah, at GCRATW you know yeah. it's a conversation let's, let's talk maybe you disagree with how I feel about certain players in the draft I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation I'm willing to fight you I'm willing to argue with you come at me like everything <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, <here. laughs> we're ready Oh, so, man. yeah, enjoy, enjoy the episode. GCR uh, yeah.
0: dominate, dominate the, the conversation.
1: conversation. Neymar Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Me estoy dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención ahí fuera del juego. Balón para Nuisuala. Gol. Y Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. He's going to hit with the right, he shoots Cristiano! Goal! Costa turns out the final. out. Hazard! Yeah! They've won the title for Leicester City
0: tonight! Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. It's good! Connery Irving from downtown!